and it is on this, our third episode of The Cosmic Egg, that I get to introduce you to a man known only as The Channeler. Now, many of our audience members uh, who are over 40 uh, may know what a channeler is and what they do. Those under 40 may not know what a, uh, the term. Uh, channeling uh, was most popular, I think, in the 1980s, but not beyond that. Um, that's kind of when it peaked out in the 1980s. Uh, channeling entails a person who supposedly has the ability to uh, use their own body as an empty vessel in which they can invoke a benevolent spirit to temporarily talk through them. Which is uh, very interesting. Anyway, but uh, I haven't heard too much of that lately, so I thought uh, it'd be nice to um, to get someone on the show. And um, there's no one better than the Chandler, I can tell you. This, one, uh, this, uh, this man is uh, very well known um, and um, has been around for quite a few decades. So he uh, certainly knows his stuff in the area of channeling. Uh, the Chandler is doing, right now, he's doing whatever it is he does to get ready for a spirit to talk through him or to take over his body or whatever. Uh, and I'll get the okay to go in and question whatever spirit I get, I guess, um, and once I get the green light from his assistants. Um, if anything goes wrong, his assistants are um, also uh, trained to uh, take, get things back under control. So uh, if anything should go wrong, I'm not sure what could go wrong on such a thing like this. So uh, as I say, I'm just waiting for the green light to go in. <clears throat> uh, hi, uh, my name is Mike. Uh, who am I speaking to? Uh, hello? Uh, who am I speaking to? Hello, my name is Stephen Hawking. The physicist. Yes. It's, uh, it's nice to meet you, Stephen. I, I just have a few questions to ask. Would that be all right? Yes. I couldn't help but notice your voice sounds the same. It didn't revert back to your original voice? No. Do, do you still uh, use a wheelchair? No. Oh, so you got your legs back. That's not bad. No. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Hey, uh, why don't we uh, go on with the uh, questions? Uh, what is it like in the spirit world? Can you describe it? What does it look like? Shit. Really? Yes. Well, what kind of things would I expect to see there? Dead animals and cat excretion. Are you for real? Let's take drugs. What? Let's take drugs. Now? Ooh, while you're in that body. No, no, absolutely not. Fuck you. That isn't your body to abuse. Shut the fuck up. We're off topic. Stephen, what kind of things do you like to do in the spirit world? I like killing insects with a magnifying glass. Right. Yeah. Making new scientific breakthroughs lately, Steve? Ah, ah, ah. Dickwad. Retard. Hey, hey, hey. I like Can you stop myself. doing that? Gets me horny. I told you, it's not your body to abuse. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you're Stephen Hawking. I don't believe you are who you say you are. So why don't you tell me who you are? Okay? Why don't you tell me who you are? All right. You've left me no choice. Can I get the assistants in here? Are they able to help me here?
Christ compels you. The power of 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 Christ compels you. Now, who are you? What is your Michael name? Michael Jackson. Michael who? Michael Jackson. I can't believe you never heard of me. I'm a very popular entertainer. No, no, I've, I've heard of you. Michael, uh, why were you impersonating Stephen Hawking? I, I can't quite say. Okay, uh, never mind. Uh, after you crossed over, did you meet others? Yes. They manhandled me very roughly. They enjoyed. That's happened many times. I'm not afraid to say it. I can't sleep at night. Uh, Michael, now that you've crossed over, a lot of people would um, like to put a certain question to rest. Uh, is it all right if we do that now? Absolutely, yes. Thank you. Are you attracted to children? In a pure, loving, fun way. What would you like to say to all the parents whose children have stayed at your Never, uh, Neverland Ranch or at your other residences? I slept on the floor. Hey, 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 whoa. Hey, what are you doing? No, I told you. That's not your body to abuse. It's very swollen. Yeah, I see that. Beat it. Beat it. Does it smell good enough for you in there? Mike, um, if you're not going to help us, I don't see any need to continue with this interview. No. Talk like this. Michael, do people uh, have children in the spirit world? No. Talk like this. Where do you spend most of your time? In a mental institution. Right. Okay. I think this is all the questions I have today. Thank you very much for your time, Michael. Perhaps we'll meet again uh, sometime. I'm a vegetarian, and I don't drink. Uh, thank you both for all your help. I think that's all for today. Uh, please thank the uh, channeler for us and tell him we'd love to have him back on the show. That was pretty incredible. Thanks. Okay, bye. Okay, and that's it for the channeler. Uh, I'm hoping he'll uh, come back and we'll have him again on the show. Um, and let's uh, continue on. You're on the Cosmic Egg. All right, welcome to Crime Time. Time for crime. Always time for crime. Okay. Hey, this week we're going to pick up where we left off on the first episode regarding uh, mass and spree murder. And today we're going to talk um, a little bit about um, uh, how to recognize it in uh, friends, family, acquaintances, co-workers, anybody. Right off the bat, I can tell you there is no surefire way to say that anybody is going to actually commit mass or spree murder, even if they've written it down or made a video about it. Certainly they could be charged and would probably be found guilty of conspiring to commit a mass murder or a spree murder, but um, whether they actually would do it or not, that we'll never know in that sort of case. So uh, the most important thing is if you're suspecting it from a family member, from 
a family member's boyfriend or girlfriend that you're suspicious of. Uh, what you want to do is never jump to conclusions. Uh, so there's a few things to watch for if you think somebody or somebody you know could be a, a potential for master spree murder. You know, like just a bomb ready to blow. Um, there are many reasons behind a mass murder, and this could be a personal, this, uh, a breakup between a boyfriend and a girlfriend. He goes out and takes it in on society. So the reasons uh, behind a mass murder isn't always about society. It could be about a girl. But obviously, um, so you want to keep an open mind uh, at all points uh, during this. Uh, the first thing uh, to discern is who you're talking about, what kind of profession they have, what kind of background, what kind of schooling. If they're, if they're a high degree, a PhD or something, then that could be something's up because this is a person who's trained to have a you know pretty darn good focus. Like for example, you have James Holmes, who was a, a student and just kind of fell into some sort of weird insanity and broke down. There were uh, lots of signals from him that things were going wrong. But if you know somebody, and this is another thing, if you know somebody, really well, a family member or, uh, you know, uh, someone, then it's going to be even harder. Parents never see their children as murderers. Even if a child is caught a serial, as a serial murderer in his 20s, the parents often uh, don't believe it and believe they were set up uh, right to the end. Uh, it, the, the most difficult thing for someone to do is to see their best friend or a family member, especially as someone as a serial murderer, a spree murderer, a murderer at all. Even a murderer of a single person or a rapist. You know, it's just not, it's, you don't see that in them and often you just, you don't agree with it and, you know. So um, it's almost impossible to tell if you're the parent of a child whether that person's gonna be a spree murderer because your mind will not accept it. So that's a big thing to consider too. You gotta go by the cold hard facts and stuff like that. Uh, first of all, how old are they, right? What kind of person are we dealing with? Like I said, if we're dealing with James Holmes, who did the uh, Batman theater, um, then this is a guy who, with, with, who was heading for a PhD and has just fallen through into the insanity. There was lots of uh, red flags with that guy. Um, but uh, like I say, if you know them, if they're friends of yours, you don't see just how far a person might be able to go. It's impossible to say that He's been acting strange. I suspect he might go out and uh, shoot two or three hundred people in a theater. It just doesn't come to your mind, right? So, but if you think somebody's breaking down, now this could be, now most often when people break down into this sort of thing, or if they're breaking down, it usually ends up in suicide. Not them going out and taking out other people and then taking themselves out. But then there's also those that um, go out and take other people out and intend to die themselves. So you get the both. But and the majority of the time, they just go out and kill themselves. You know, things aren't going well for them. So there's always that thought too. This, you know, uh, often it's a cry for help and stuff, and there's a little bit of anger, and then they do the spree or mass murder. So let's put it this way: um, look for signs of uh, withdrawing. If your child is withdrawing, and it, it, first of all, let's look at them as a child or a teen. If they are withdrawing. There could be reasons, many reasons that they're withdrawing, you know. It could be um, a breakup with a girlfriend. It could be a rejection from someone they liked a lot. Uh, it could be um, problems with peers or friends that went down. Uh, there could be uh, a lot of different things when it comes to teens that could be bothering them. So it's it, it, just them withdrawing isn't 
always something that you need to jump up and get all too worried about. It's how long they withdraw for. Is this a period of months? Do they come out of it? Give it a while. You know, it's going to take some time if something happened in their life. If you know a breakup or whatever, so you just, you're there to support and it could take a long time. It could take a while um, to get over something like that and to move on. Um, but if there's no sign of why they're doing it, nothing, then you want to keep a closer eye. And then if they are withdrawing, what are they doing with their time? Are they on the internet? And if they are, what are they doing? Playing games all the time? Well, if it's always games, what kind of games? If it is violence, game, uh, violent games, well, they don't, it's been proven they don't lead to physical violence. So that's not always a good indicator, but it is a check mark. Is it violent? Does he love the shooting and stuff? Is he going overboard with it? Starting to dress like the characters? You're kind of looking for things to be going overboard. Too much of something. Overkill. Um, you know, posters and just dressing up like characters. You know, collecting firearms is another one. Or weapons. Or collecting books on that. How to do bombs. Or anything like that. Or collecting materials that could be used for explosives. You're going to have to kind of do a little bit of snooping a little bit. You know, not enough to make yourself too guilty. You know, leave them to their privacy. But still, if you're suspicious of something, you're going to want to know what is going on and just stop in to nip it in the bud for sure before they hurt someone else or themselves. That's the last thing anybody wants. If they are withdrawing from friends, that's really serious. If they have best friends, did, what kind of falling out did they have? If there's no known falling out or you can't get their friends to tell you, which is another good thing, you can ask their friends, are they being bullied at school? Why do you think they're acting this way? They, they might indulge some information, helpful information to you. Um, if someone's, oh, now if they're, um, uh, withdrawing from friends that's always very serious there has to be a reason if there's no apparent reason they're withdrawing from everybody in the entire world except an online world that is serious and intervention should come it doesn't mean they're going to commit mass or spree murder but certainly they're going to need counseling there's something going terribly wrong and it's just going to get worse it's best to nip it in the bud they try to set something up and begin that process now with older people, that is a huge red flag. That means that there's something very serious, even more so. If somebody's in their 20s and all of a sudden they're not going around their regular friends and there's no reason for it, they're just dropping off the face of the earth into their own world, bad news, bad news. Um, again, if you're the parent of someone who's that age and living on their own or whatever, or still living at home or whatever the case may be, that's a big red flag that you should try to interview and get to know, get to find out what's happening, visit them and try to get, uh, find out what's happening. Try to call their friends, see what, what do they think it might be, you know, and then get that ball rolling because yeah, someone dropping their friends is a big deal. Uh, collection and what are they collecting? What are they watching? What kind of movies? Are they watching a particular movie over and over? You're watching for things to stand out and be repetitive. And now the next topic, that's important philosophy religion are uh, usually when a person has a, a spree murder thing if it isn't romantic if it isn't anger at the world um, or bullying it could be in a, in, a, in a category all of its own bullying is another in a major reason um, why a lot of these kids will go out just to seek uh, havoc on the world you know they're inspired by other people who do it and they want to put their message out that they're not going to be bullied around and it's a very selfish act, uh, but like they're kids. And so this is the problem. Um, stop nipping it in the bud and stopping them before they run off. You know, they run off with things and their emotions and that's it. Religion, 
philosophy, two very dangerous territories. There can be underlying anger problems um, because it's not always a philosophy or religion that's causing it. Um, You could have uh, Anders Breivik, uh, who did the Norway massacre. It's more anger and his inability to get along with people. Then he creates this whole philosophy thing, all based on anger. It's the same with the, um, the nail bomber, right? Same thing with the nail bomber uh, in England. The same thing with uh, Ted Kaczynski. Um, he was a he was all, you know, getting he was expressing himself in certain ways, and this is often how they do. They're, they're expressing themselves uh, in these violent ways. So, uh, philosophies in religion are dangerous because they show somebody with conviction to do something, and if it's a narrow conviction like all blacks are bad or all East Indians are bad, or all Muslims are bad, or all Protestants or Catholics are bad. And, you know, once you get into these narrow tunnel visions, like the bomber, the, the nail bomber, just hated everyone, just, you know, for his ineptitudes or whatever his own problems were, and he was putting it on anybody who wasn't like himself. So any color that wasn't white didn't matter. You know, just everyone that wasn't like him. If he felt he was heterosexual, then he's against all gays type thing. You know, so you're watching for philosophies if they're involved in any groups or organizations. What are those groups? What are those organizations? What are they talking about? Um, so yeah, watch for religions and philosophies. When they start talking a philosophy or religion, that can often bring about violence as they strike out at certain people, right? And so that's uh, what to watch for there. But these are your primary things. And remember, you can never tell if somebody's going to be a spree murderer. You're just looking for someone who's sinking into bigger levels of depression. Watch for A, depression, withdrawing from everybody, especially friends. And then where do they turn their attentions to? That's the key. Okay, so you got the depression and stuff, but how is this going to find outlet? You know, what's leading to a possible mass or spree murder, right? So they need to collect information of some kind to demonstrate that they're going that way. And that's where you kind of step in and say, what kind of organizations, what kind of stuff are you on sites are you on? Are you collecting information on certain parades or just times when there's going to be big crowds getting together? Because that might show somebody who's waiting to, you know, kill as many people as possible and hit a big parade or something. So you're watching for things that are out of the ordinary and, and out of order. So collecting too many things on parades for no reason. Why would you know, want to know about all these things that are going on in the city all of a sudden? It's the all of a sudden part, right? So watch for things like that and so on and so forth. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this time on Crime Time. Time for crime. Always time for crime. Hey everyone, a little closing surprise here on Crime Time. As uh, most of you uh, who know me uh, know I'm a super avid uh, true crime fan and uh, collector. And uh, I also try to communicate with as many serial killers as I can, the ones that are still alive. And I just got my first, uh, got, I got a package in uh, from Ted Kikasinski. So I'm going to open that uh, as, we, as we talk and we'll see what's inside. This is actually pretty exciting. I didn't think he was going to write me back as many as you know. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't, uh, write.